Well, hello and welcome to the AfriTech Verified podcast. I'm Tosin, your host on this podcast where we speak to amazing individuals doing awesome things in the world of African tech. My guest today is Tunji Andrews, co-founder of Awaba, a digital pension platform for self-employed Africans. Tunji Andrews is an economist, financial inclusion advocate, and creative entrepreneur whose current and future activities are geared towards actively advancing financial inclusion in Nigeria and Africa. I'll be speaking to Tunji about all things Awaba, his career growth, and Africa's tech ecosystem. So stay tuned. Hi, Tunji. How are you? Uh, hi. Great to be here. That's good. What, what city are you currently in? Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos, um, Nigeria. So happening right now, so can't leave Lagos, can't leave Motherland. You can't leave Lagos? Is, yeah, is that, so <laughs> it yes, sounds like you're in prison, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's, um, it's really good. That's good. Um, it's, so we are in we are part of the uh, 2021 cohort for uh, Textiles London. Okay, um, congratulations. We, thank you, thank you. We should be in London right now, but um, there's really so much happening for and around the company right now that um, it just means I have to be here, you know. Or it means I have to be going and coming back every other two, three days. So I might as well just stay for uh, the short bit and then we can go for the uh, demo day, hopefully. Okay, when is that? Um, early, uh, early December. December. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, make sure make sure you say hi to us when you when you I, come. Okay. I, I definitely. That's will. fine. So like um so that means you're currently doing stuff with TechStars. Um, so how's that going? How's the experience? It's crazy. Um, so that we just finished something yesterday called Mental Madness. Mm. Uh, and basically, it's like over three weeks, you get to speak to about 100 mentors, you know, and basically speak to them about your business. And you're getting all kinds of feedback, you're getting all kinds of um, insights. And, and the thing is, imagine doing your pitch 100 times over three weeks mm. it could run it, it could literally run you crazy and this is um at the same time still running your business still talking about hr you know um, speaking to staff uh we are in a crucial point where we're trying to roll out a few new products do a few new partnerships so everything is like, I don't think I've slept properly in the last two weeks. I, I just keep thinking I need to get away. I need to get away. There's <laughs> a lot more to do. So still here. That's good. That's good. Hopefully you can get away soon. But like, um, uh, what would you say, um, I mean, you've gained so far from the experience? Uh, like you've been doing this for three weeks or more? Yeah. Just, yeah. just three weeks. So one of the things that um, we've been able to fairly gain is, um, so I, I must say something about myself. I've, I've been around this conversation of financial inclusion for the better part of the last decade. So um, 
I've always been that guy that people go to for, you know, validation most of the times because I was in media too for a, a little bit. Um, but I, I think I was, I, I, was, I was experiencing a little bit of imposter syndrome, if, if, if the word is possible. Um, kind of like this problem is so big. Mm. I, I, might not sh- I might not sure that I'm being too cocky trying to solve the problem nobody wants to solve, um, <laughs> you know? And um, I think one of the things that the um, Accelerator has really just done for me is like, yo, you've got this, you know? You're doing mm-hmm. everything right, you've got this. And you're actually doing a lot more than we would expect of you at this particular time. So, you know, relax, relax. And it, it's also helped us in our conversations with um bigger entities we've been able to um you know punch above our weight significantly um in the industry right now we've been able to do some things that you know people ahead of us really shouldn't be doing you know so Mm -hmm. it's great it's great it's been it's been really able to help me and the team expand our horizon and expand our vision as as a company when we started our focus was really strong on um, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to clearly believe that we can do it more than Nigeria. And we've already started doing it more than Nigeria. So it's really exciting times for, for, for us. And I'm really glad I went through Techstars. I've been telling every you know, FinTech CEO that I know, apply now. Just mm-hmm. go and apply. Forget what you heard. Go and apply now. Even the news that we got in opened doors for us without us doing anything. Um, everybody's taking us more seriously. It's just, I mean, I, I keep wondering, it's not like we, I mean, between before we announced Techstars and after, it's not like there's any special thing that has happened. It's like everybody just like, okay, if you got in, then you're really serious about this. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's I, really feel, I feel like us. you've answered like, five to ten of my questions (laughs) in that big speech already but yeah so um yeah speaking of financial inclusion so I was going to ask you about um your career path basically um but I think we can focus on um financial inclusion like how did you how did you get into the finance space? How did you know that this is what you wanted to focus on? And like why exactly did you want to focus on financial inclusion? Um, I think it started with um cashless Lagos. Um so there was uh, sometime around 2011 or 2010, I can't remember. The CBN came with a uh, conversation that they wanted to do cashless Nigeria a campaign. And this was me just minding my business, just doing my regular economics work. And at, at that time, I think I just left um, a stockbroker that I was working with at the time. And what was I doing at this time? I can't really remember. But what I did realize is that a lot of people were scared about the conversation of cashless Nigeria. And, you know, they were like, oh, what's going to happen? Are we not going to be able to get our money? Are they going to sanction us? Is this is the CBN trying to kill us all? And, you know, Twitter was new at the time, also fresh. So I, I found myself explaining it on Twitter a lot of the times. You know, just saying, yo, guys, relax. This is what it is. It's, uh, it, it's, 
I mean, we, you are too used to using cash in Nigeria. In, in foreign countries, if you took, uh, I mean, if you took $50,000 to a restaurant and you were just chilling with it, you know, a lot of people would be like, okay, what's he up to? You know, that kind of a feeling and that kind of a scenario. Um, and I started to explain it. And something I've always suspected, I seem to be able to explain financial jargon to the average person better than most people could. Uh. Um, so I just found myself explaining it a lot, explaining it a lot. And then off the back of that, I, I got a radio show with um, City FM. I, I don't know if they're still around. But yeah, City FM, one radio station in Lagos at the time. And it was supposed yeah. to be a, bus- a business radio show focused around financial conversations. So I did uh, a whole series on financial inclusion. I brought the CBN, brought Tayo, Vyosu, Paga, uh, brought, uh, I'm not sure Tayo will remember this anyways, but I, I brought quite a few people and it was just a conversation of financial inclusion, financial uh, inclusion around cashless Nigeria. And it just exploded from then on. I just found myself doing one thing or the other around financial inclusion, financial literacy, just spreading and and talking about it. So yeah, pretty much it's, it's, it's not like it was a career part that I set for myself. It was just one mm. of those things that, that happened and, you know, I fell in love with it and we're here today. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. It's so funny how you can, you know, change career paths <laughs> just by tweets, but yeah, Twitter has been great for so many people. Um, so um, yeah, let's, let's talk about Awaba. Um, so obviously you started the company, actually, you know what, I'll let you talk about it. (laughs) Why did you start this company? Uh, Why did you start it? And also I'm curious about the name. Like, why did you choose this name exactly? All right. So, um, our bar means, uh, it's pidgin English for our money. Um, oh wow okay. we get that all the time yeah okay. we get that all the time that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> our that okay yes, our bar. no no um, sorry you should have like a little like <laughs> phonetics thing like underneath how to pronounce it so people will we get will it pick, we, will, we, will, we will consider that we've been thinking but I about think, it about. i think it's a great conversation starter though yeah, yeah, really. That is actually a really cool name. Now that now, now that you explain it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, um, I think it was. It's been on my mind for a number of years. Um, so you know, I said I, I, I in the financial literacy space and the financial conversation space, and I've been excited about uh, innovation around financial inclusion, but I've always been not too pleased with quote-unquote financial inclusion companies okay you start with the conversation of we're here to create financial inclusion and then end up being a financial recycling company Mm. you know they just focus on lagos and give services to people who already have financial services you know that's not financial inclusion that is financial recycling really in my mind and mm. the question has al- and the conversation has always been with many of them is we have investors, you know, we are trying to give returns to our investors. And once we get to the point where we're hitting too much of a stumbling block with this um, informal system, 
we just go to the easier part and, you know, try to create a business for our investors. And I get it. Absolutely get it. But I've always felt I, I could, you know, add a little with a few of the businesses. So um, I think about three years ago, I started approaching businesses. Um, they would come to me and say, hey, Tunji, we want you to help us with publicity. You know, do a skit for us or, you know, talk about our product. And I'll say, give me equity in your business and I'll do this for free for you for a while. Mm. And in hindsight now, I kind of see why they all turned me down. <laughs> um, I kind of see it now. But I didn't want to start a business. I didn't feel it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be part of a business that was actively pushing financial inclusion and I could just be their champion, you know, going to the interlands and doing it. You know, I was very cool with going from state to state and, you know, just speaking about, you know, this message of financial inclusion and selling whoever's product I was um, available to. In fact, I even approached a bank at the time and said, just give me money to go on the road and do this thing for you. I will do it. I want to do it, you know? And the bank didn't take me seriously. I think they ended up signing files to bad guy or something and they still didn't work. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I've been, I've been really begging, you know, somebody to give me a chance, you know, do this. Let me do, let, you know, give me a chance. Let me do this. I really want to do this, you know? Mm. Um, so after the first fintech turned me down, the second fintech turned me down, the third one turned me down, the bank turned me down. I was like, you know, it's, this is not going to work. So um, I, it was in the middle of the pandemic and we were all at home and I was thinking, I could, we all could literally die right now, you know? And this one thing I always wanted to do, I would never get the opportunity to do it. You know, so I told myself, you know, wh what the heck? What, what's the worst that can happen if you do it yourself? You know, so I looked for the most difficult thing to do. Because, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it well. well. You know, giving loans is almost, it's not easy because, of course, there's a lot of risk with that. But giving loans is already a proven industry. People like um, uh, Carbon fair money, um, quick money. I've already, uh, Migos, I've already made it uh, a, an established industry. So you'll just be coming to ride on what they've already done. I looked around insurance. There are already people doing it. Cassava is doing fantastic work. But there was nobody pushing micropensions. But mm -hmm. I kind of understood why nobody was pushing micropensions. It's too difficult. There's nobody that knows about it. So you have to not only create the awareness, you also have to sell the product. It's two problems at once. And I felt, you know what? Effort, let's do this. <laughs> you know? And honestly, when we started, everybody kept telling us the same thing. It's not going to work. It's too much work. Mm. You know, forget about this. Do something else. I remember we, we pitched um, investments to a particular group, um, investment group. And they said, yo, we like the idea. Well, you're going to need a lot more than, you know, we think we can help out with. And we just don't think it will happen, you know. Sorry. 
The next group said the same thing. The third group said the same thing. And I was beginning to think, you know, maybe you've picked the wrong business. <laughs> you know, um, actually, I, we, we pitched to a, a group of angel investors one time and we spent the whole hour arguing on why the business was useless. Um, you know, and I think we're about to give up at one point because we applied to Techstars a few times before we finally got in. And okay. the first one we got turned down. Uh, the second one we got turned down. And the third one seemed to be so eager to have us. We were, I was confused at this point. Honestly, I was confused. Um, uh, I was like, because at this point I was about to give up on, on, on the dream. And, you know, the Texas were like, oh, we heard that you already applied to these guys. Well, let's see what they do. If, if they take you, well, fine. There's nothing we can do. But if they don't take you, please, uh, we'll be glad to have you. And I'm like, are you, are you sure you got the right email? <laughs> what changed? <laughs> you know, are you sure you got the right email? Um, and then I got a, a, a message from a, uh, a friend, an old, uh, I mean, we've known for a little while. And he said he wanted to talk to me about the company. And I was like, I don't want to hear another no. You know, pro- I've probably heard like maybe a hundred no's already at this point. So I'm like, you know, I don't going to just, you know, I, I don't want to hear. It is enough. Thank you very much. So I, I speak to this guy and then he's, you know, he's like, at the end of the call, he's like, you know, put me down for 25. I'm like, what? He's like, put me down for $25,000. I'm like, okay. Are, are you serious? It's like, yeah. All right. I'm like, okay. At this point, I'm honestly thinking what has changed. I'm, I'm thinking, what is what are these people seeing now? And, you know, after the call, he calls me back and he's like, you know what, let's make it 50. You know? hey. I'm like, I'm not sure this guy really knows this business. <laughs> <laughs> he, he probably thinks I'm somebody else. <laughs> how, how long did it take for that to happen, though? About nine months. That's good. <laughs> That's nine, good. Months, nine months of consistent nose you, you can't imagine how depressing that that become because I came in with a bit of arrogance you know I, I felt I knew everybody in the financial services industry so it's, it's, it's going to be now. easy yeah you know easy. I mean like, come on <laughs> come on it's me you know so I just, I'll just call up this person I'll just call up that person and you know hey bitty bam bitty boom we got our money Nine months after, nobody's supporting, nobody's, you know, f- you know, giving us the light of day. In fact, you know how bad it was? At some point, I'd go in a clubhouse chat room at the time, and I'll talk about my business, and somebody else would come up and say, tell me the business that is going to kill our business. You know, like, why are you guys doing this? This guy's already, you know, looking at it. Might as well just give up now. What? You know, like, why, why, <laughs> why? Who hurt you? you know, who hurt you? You know, <laughs> why? So it, it's it's been a crazy journey. Mm. By the way, that company that was supposed to kill us um, two weeks ago came to partner with us and basically just handed their business over to us. <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it's weird but um 
the only thing I can say is I remember talking to the MD of Texas, you know, because we have month, weekly meetings with him. And I said, I need to ask. I'm sorry. I, I know we're in and we should be acting all cocky right now, but I need to ask, why in God's name did you guys take us? And he's like, yo, you have a good business. I'm like, okay. So why didn't you take us two times before? <laughs> you know, why now? You know, so, so the way the textile system works is that each, because it's in different cities, um, and there's one in almost every state in the U.S. There's okay. in Singapore. So each MD has his own focus, you know, and they have their own, like, idea on the kind of businesses they would like to come in. So we, we uh, applied to Chicago, Um I think we applied to San Francisco, but then we applied to London the third time. And then London was so excited to have us. And I'm like, what has changed? Mm. You know? So it, it was really great getting in. Um, and, and it's really done a lot for us since then. But right now, to everybody, it's not like the business is a no-brainer. Oh, why didn't we think about this? But I'm like, y'all said no at first, you know? At least it, you're the pioneers. Great. Pioneers. This is not being the pioneer is not entirely a great thing, also, because now um, we're having to be the ones to have the conversation with the regulator about regulating our space. Mm. So that's a kind of worms. We don't know what is going to come out from it. Mm. Uh, But uh, this this industry, where we are in the industry, does did not exist until we came in. So. Mm we're literally having to walk blind and make it up as we go. Uh, but I think we've not done too badly so far. That's good. Like speaking of um, like reg- regulation and stuff, like I know like it's really difficult to like, you know, <laughs> do business in Nigeria. <laughs> right. So like what are the challenges that you faced um, as a company so far? Um, so regulatory wise, um, I can say that um, the one thing everybody in the industry was not sure about is if we were serious or not, you know, because mm. everybody just felt, nah, this thing. Yeah, you'll you know, come today and you drop off tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, and guess what? Apparently, there have been a few of us that had come to say they wanted to do this. And they come into the industry and they realize how difficult it is. and disappear and go and start uh, a restaurant somewhere. Um, (laughs) Because everybody got to (laughs) eat. You know, it's a a problem business. Why why do this when you can do that, you know? Um, But it's it's a case of uh, we've excited almost everybody in the industry. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I, I say this with a bit of, with a lot of humility in the fact that when we started, we were trying to get um, some names to partner with us. That's how today we partner with the biggest name in the pension industry. And mm. that name is so excited about what we are doing that they're, they're willing to, you know, stand for us in different conversations with the regulator, which is a big thing, big, big thing. Um, Have you announced that yet? No, we can't announce it under, until the regulator says we should announce okay. it. So we have... We have like something planned. So when, you're, wait, wait, when you're saying biggest name, I'm like, okay, 
what's the name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we can't announce it yet. Uh, but okay, I'm looking forward to, the, to that news. Looking yeah, forward to it's, it. it's, it's, it's really big for us because it, it's like, and you know, this player, the great thing about this particular player is that they're not just partnering with us just to get the business done. Mm. They're partnering with us in the context of we want to do this together with you. We like what you guys are doing. Let's do this together. So when there are conversations in, you know, at the background that we don't have preview to, they back us. And this is a thing where we've heard from other sources where, oh, these guys are really, you know, fighting for you. Why? What did you do? And we're like, we don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess they just believe in what we're doing. And it's, it's really, really um, great in that perspective. Also, there is a... Uh, and this, I have to say this. Um, so there's a, a group called PENUP in the pension industry. That's the Pension uh, Fund Administrators Operators of Nigeria. So it's like mm. all the pension funds have a, like a pressure group, you know, to basically speak for their interests. And uh, the head of uh, PENUP has been really supportive. It's mm-hmm. weird how, you know, everybody just wants to support us right now, but we're really grateful for it. It's, it's something that we feel that other fintechs should enjoy uh, mm. in their respective industries. Because if you have this kind of support, then, you know, you're already halfway there in terms of regulation and, and, and how the uh, industry gets to accept. And I guess it's also because we've also um, been very... Um, eager to go with the regulations of the industry. So we're not regulated yet, but we're already following the guidelines of what the regulation would say. So if mm-hmm. regulator says for this guys that are regulated, don't do this, we're already not doing it. So it's not a case of we will do it when we get to regulation. We're already following the lines. So for instance, this conversation of we can't announce it yet is a mm-hmm. thing that is an industry standard, you know, mm-hmm. that we can't announce it until it is fully approved by the regulator. So those are, we're already following the steps. And I think that is part of the reasons why we've been able to get so much acceptance, but we do Mm. not take it for granted because the industry has, you know, embraced us with, with open arms. That's fantastic. So um, I wanted to ask you, um, so how does your business uh, use technology and like, how, how, how do you, um, fit into the whole, the grand scheme of Africa's tech ecosystem? Mm. So um, what we're doing at our bar is basically we want to reimagine the retirement planning process for self-employed Africans. So I don't care where you come from, Budapest, Nairobi, London, San Francisco, it's pensions is boring. if you talk to 10 people about banking, I'm, I'm almost sure that nine will know what it is about. If you speak to 10 people about pensions and how it works, maybe one will know. That's and in that Nigeria. The, in the world as a whole, you know, okay. it's, it's, they might know what it does. It's like, oh, that thing we put our money in. And so when we grow get, old, we can, you know, <laughs> we but, can but, have some what, money to live. <laughs> But how does it work? You know, how do you set it up? What, what, what does, where does the fund go to? Uh, who is giving you the best returns on investment? 
it's it's very not clear. I don't understand why it is the same way across the world, but it's the same way across the world. So what yeah. we're trying to do is not only make it transparent, but we want to make it exciting. We want to make it um, that product that you are happy to tell other people about that you want to sign up to. So one of the first things we start thinking about is a lot of Nigerians do not, they're thinking, how will I save? You know, saving is expensive now. You know, I don't even have money yet, so how will I save? So what we're now doing is we're trying to create a situation where people are saving money they never even had. <laughs> I know this is weird, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things we're doing is our, our debit cards, right? Yeah. You go to any of the merchant outlets that we're partnered with across the country and you do what you do. You buy petrol, you use the supermarket, you go to a restaurant and use our cards. You get cash back. Instead of the cash back going to you to spend again, it goes into your micro pensions account. So this money mm. you never had to begin with, but you're saving it somewhere else, you know? So um, it does two things. It does the conversation of, it continues to remind you that every, because every time you spend, you get an SMS alert that this has not gone into your micro pensions account. But it does to remind you that you do have a retirement that, and irrespective of how young you are, you're going to get there eventually. And this is how much you have in that savings pot. Um, but also it's a conversation where you're saving without actually saving. You know, it's, it's weird, right? So think about the thousands of Uber and Bolt drivers across Lagos buying petrol on a regular basis using, using our cards. They will buy fuel irrespective of whether they use us or not. But now they're buying fuel and actually saving for their retirement by doing what they would normally do irrespective of um, uh, um, Awaba or not. Also, also we're we're doing a situation whereby um, we're we're partnering with uh, a very large supermarket chain in Nigeria where you could actually shop for free for every 100,000 you save. You know, um, you just go to the supermarket, pick a few things, you will make yourself feel really good about it. When you say biggest supermarket. Yeah, I can't, not, I can't you, say. You've not announced that, say. yes, Habi. Yes, no, we can't. We cannot say that. Also. Just giving well, me nuggets. You know, okay. so 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 that is that is in the works. And and the great thing about the supermarket chain is that um, it it also gives us access to multi states. So we're really excited about this conversation. Mm. Um, but what we want is our customers to be able to also when they go to that supermarket, you know, get a bit of a discount just because they are our users Shopping and also, the cards. Mm. you know, so it's, 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 um, we want to take it beyond the conversation of that thing that you do at the end of the month for that thing that will happen in 30 years time to an yeah. ongoing living, breathing conversation about your everyday use. Um, there are a few other things that we were still mulling over and seeing how uh, the regulator will be open to it because we want it to be excited. We wanted to infuse into what you're already doing and making you as um, excited about pensions as possible. That's actually really exciting. It's getting me excited. If I live in Nigeria, <laughs> I would definitely have one of those cards, you know. Um, I think it's really exciting because, I mean, here in the UK, I mean, it's just like, I don't care about pension. They just set it up for me. My employer does that. Right. And they, they just take whatever from my salary. Right. I don't I don't absolutely to, I don't need to you know. know. So nobody, right? nobody knows. Nobody really knows how it works. So one of the things we're also doing on our platform is and this is this is really the biggest to my heart 
is we're given access to free financial advisory. So mm. SEC registered financial advisors from all the biggest financial advi- uh, advisory services in Nigeria. Um, all the investment brokers will be available for you for free. Um, of mm. course, it, it's, it's a service that unlocks every 30 days after you make a contribution to your uh, financial service, uh, to your pensions account. But the great thing about it is that we want the pension conversation to cross just the conversation of just having a pension. Mm. Think about it. It's not just the pension. It's everything. It's, um, it's your, um, what do you call it? It's your real estate. It's your will. It's your, what do you do with your crypto? You know, so these people are having conversations with you with things more than just um, pensions. Mm. They're able to sell to you multiple products in such a way that you are able to act effectively plan robustly for every single thing that you have going for you. So mm. we see our bar as um, your one-stop shop for retirement planning. It's not just pensions. It's every single thing that takes you to where you need to go. So from the calculator to, you know, somebody effectively telling you, you want to buy a house? Um, why exactly are you buying a seven-bedroom house? What exactly do you need a seven-bedroom house for? So, you know, that kind of ongoing physical, uh, um, um, uh, virtual, sorry, virtual uh, advisory that helps you better plan towards retirement, we're giving everything on the platform. That's, that's super cool. Like, super cool. Um, I think it's, it's so interesting that a lot of Nigerian fintech businesses are making fintech, like, really cool. Um, so, I don't know, like, dare say your business, I think it's, it's definitely going to thrive. Um, like, I'm, I'm just going to give an example of, like, Piggy Vest. I mean, everybody had that Piggy Bank. I've got Piggy Vest. And, like, you just throw money into it, Right. And like they do cool things within the app that makes everybody want to be on Piggy Vest. So I think, yeah, that's definitely where fintech in Africa is going. Um, Absolutely. has to be an experience. Make people want to talk about money. Mm. So yeah, mm. that's uh, super I, interesting. I, I, I'm, always, I'm always actually excited for companies like uh, Piggy Vest and Kari Wise because they honestly paved the way for a company like Awaba because... Uh, they made savings a conversation to begin with, you know. Uh, we are just building off some of the work that they've already done. And, and it's, it's always great to, you know, uh, share that ecosystem with, with people who uh, have already done great work. And uh, we just also believe that we are doing the work for the next set of fintechs that will come up with a super crazy idea. I don't, I, I don't know what the next layer will be. It's going to be something super crazy. And I'm so excited. excited to see it. You know, we're just excited to see it, see it happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely excited. I mean, it makes sense that fintech, like a lot of people are pouring investment into fintech because people are doing a lot of cool stuff there. So yeah, that's really, really cool. So what would you say are your biggest successes personally and professionally? Um, I think um, as our bar the first thing is that we have been able to officially have the conversation of retirement saving to, we brought light to it. Um, 
we're still very early days, but you must understand how much of an achievement it is to get to the point that we've gotten to. Um, in Nigeria, um, and I don't care who you are, um, whether you are Aliko Dangote or you are um, Auntie Risi that sells, excuse me, Rice. down the road. <laughs> you know, there is, everybody seems to think about having children as their real retirement plan. Mm. You know, that, that mm. black tax. So no matter how much money you have, you are training your children, quote unquote, with the way we say in Nigeria, you are training your children with the fact that they will train you. In fact, in, in some languages, it's, it's, it's a, in fact, every language has a prayer for it. In Yoruba is Ajiriomo, you know, is, is your children will be great for you. Yeah, Omar taught you it. Exactly, yeah. you see it, you see it. So, so it's, it's, it's um, you, we are going against culture. Mm. You know, we're, we're going against culture. We're going against what the tide should be. And we are, we've brought the conversation to the table and it's being had. Um, that is difficult. That is I, difficult. I, I can already see this title. Awaba is going against culture. <laughs> you get, you know, we are going against <laughs> culture. We're, we're, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to, it's a difficult thing to explain to parents that do not wait for your children and then you mm. like, why, why should I not? Am I not training them? You know, and so those conversations are now being had and we're really excited about that as a company. Um, for me as a person, I think one of the things that, so yesterday I was at uh, the launch of uh, a product of one of Nigeria's biggest banks. And mm. You know, you never really realize how much you've done till you get to a place where you don't know anybody there one-on-one -on -one, and a lot of people are talking about oh great to finally meet you I, you know you did this like you know three years ago and you're like wow was that an achievement for you I, I, I barely it was a Tuesday for me you know and, and you, you're, you're hearing how much you really impacted the ecosystem without actually you know just paying attention to it for you you were just mm. doing what you needed to do at the time so um, for, for me, it's how much we've really, you know, been a help to some of the things that are happening today, you know, because mm. uh, way before companies like uh, Money Africa, uh, Smart Money Woman, you know, companies like that sprung up. We've been doing the conversation of financial literacy from a while back. And mm. you kind of feel and see how, they took, you know, some of the work that has already been done and they took it to the next level. And you're really proud of that. You know, you're really proud of how, what you've played in the ecosystem. As a person, it's the evolution. Mm. Um, so you could possibly ask anybody I went to the university with, and this is a, this, Probably not. <laughs> but um, every time I meet somebody I went to the university with, uh, and you know, after the whole, hey, what's up? You know, hey, it's been a minute. You know, what are you I, doing now? <laughs> no, no, they always know. That's the funny okay, thing. Okay, okay. The, the question is always, oh, bro, what happened, man? 
you know, I was that kid that wasn't supposed to do anything good. You know, not like I was criminal or anything. I just was very unserious. You know, I was the kid never to come to class. I was the kid never to, you know, I had like a billion carryovers. I was, I was that kid, you know. Um, and everybody just kind of felt it, this kid is just going to end his life as a motopact out or something, you know. <laughs> you know and and, and I, I became the direct opposite of what I was. And I yeah. still don't understand what happened. I can't really place it for you. But for me, I think it's that evolution of going from what everybody expected me to be to being what I am today. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's just, I, I think it's, it's just proof and testament that there are second chances in life. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's deep. Well done for turning your life around. I'm telling that's, that's you. Deep. Yeah. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, so your your LinkedIn lists you as a co-founder. So like, who are the others? Who is the other person? All right, so my co-founders are uh, uh, Tina um, Gishebiawo. Um, she is not very media friendly. Um, she's your traditional techie, you know, they don't like the spotlight. She just wants like to do this. the work. You know, she's she's not that person. Um, I'm now forcing her to do it. So if you need yes, to because it's nice to have a woman. Yeah. In front so, of a tech company as a co-founder. Exactly. So right now I'm intentionally missing meetings, and you know I would not be there, and she has to take charge of the meeting. And mm. you know, so it's 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 clear that you know we have to push her to the front. Um, and the third person is Benga Olatine, who we were in Bloomberg Africa together. Um, and he's a wealth manager right now and still doing what he does. Um, but those are the, the other two co-founders. I'm just the loud one doing, <laughs> doing what I do <laughs> and knowing how to make noise about our business. Yeah, of course. Uh, Mr. Twitter, Mr. Nigeria Info FM. Everything, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Know, this was what this was what I was trying to. And by the way, um, to the companies I was trying to get um, equity in their business back in the day, I hope you understand what I was asking you to let me do for you at the time is what I'm actually doing for our bar right now. Um, <laughs> no, I have to be really honest because I I, I I get that they didn't get it then, you know. And this is all I wanted to do. I just wanted a business that I would. Put on create my head. products for you yeah. know and just go and make noise about the product and just say mm. hey guys this this is you should sign up to this but i didn't want to do it based on i was being paid or and i didn't want to do it based on yeah. having any equity in it because i was putting my life behind the product it's you like know? just so in wanted, case yeah yeah you know so so if anybody had to say oh Tunji, this company didn't deliver on their promise I could take it at personal, you know, I could mm. go into the company and say, why do we do this? Let's, let's get it done. You know, I wanted something that I could have some influence in the conversation. So when I asked them, and I think they probably thought I wanted something like maybe 30%, I just wanted maybe even 0.1%, you know, just mm. let it be that I owned a little part of the company so that I could, you know, beat my chest and talk about the company in full authenticity. 
Um, so well, look at you now. I'm sure they know. I'm sure they, they know. So I just wanted them to hear because just in case they, they listen to this, just you all know yourself. Just don't, you know? don't worry. When we edit this podcast, yeah, just make sure you send it to them. <laughs> yes, yes. So just know that this was what I was telling you I wanted to do for you there. And I did. And if you remember, you all asked me how much equity I wanted. And I said, I just want equity. I, I didn't want to, you know, debase myself by asking for, like I said, 0.1% or even mm. 0.01%. Um, but the honest truth is that you would have, if anything you had given me that was equity, I would have taken at the time. I just wanted to have something that was my, partly mine and I was Tell them, tell them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's really good that at least you have your own thing. That's something that you own. Right, something that you created from scratch. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, I have. So, how many? Uh, like, do you have any users yet? Oh, we have. We have almost six thousand users. Almost six thousand users. That's yeah. that's that's really strong. Okay. We have we have a big vision, a, a very ambitious vision. We want to do a. Um, 150,000 users over the next 12 months and 5 million in five years. So okay. we, when people can say you have 6,000 customers, I'm like, yeah, 6,000, but we want to do 150,000 mm-hmm. customers. So, I mean, it's like the road is still very far. We've not done anything really. Um, but yeah, yeah 6,000 really in the context of the industry is big, but in the context of our vision, it's, it's still well off. That's cool. That's cool. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask you um, just a general question about like Nigeria's um, technology industry. What would you say are the biggest challenges that technology is solving in Nigeria today? Um, Maybe two challenges. Yeah. So I think one of the things our ecosystem is doing is just, is just looking for problems everywhere to solve. And it's, you will never realize how great the Nigerian tech ecosystem is until you actually even go outside, especially I'm talking specifically to fintech. Mm. Um, so we tend to look at the fintech ecosystem as, oh, the CDN is not enabling us to do this, it's not doing that, it's not doing that. But go abroad and see the level of access to financial services a lot of Nigerians have you would realize that it's not so simple elsewhere. Not so simple. So for instance, in Nigeria, you can have a tier one bank account with almost being nobody. You know, all you just need to have is a mobile phone number or something like that. In most parts of the country and I, in most parts of the world, sorry, and I have tried, <laughs> it's not that easy. It's not that easy to just onboard to a financial service provider. You have to have some sort of proof of re- residency. Mm-hmm, uh, passports. You know, you have to have. Yeah. So, so the ecosystem, imagine, I, I imagine there was. Um, Even for children. Chugat. So the first yeah. bank account Awaba had was from a fintech company that onboarded us in like three hours. Mm. We've been trying to get bank accounts abroad. Trust me, <laughs> trust me, it's not been easy. 
it's not been easy. And I, I almost want to ask the guy, how did you onboard us in three hours? I mean, like, what did you do? What kind of KYC did you follow? So we, we have a very um, forward-thinking and robust ecosystem that we, because of the challenges, we're not stopping to appreciate what we're building. Mm. Again, it's, it's almost like we, we're so focused on what is not happening that we are not stopping to appreciate what we've done, as in what we've really done. Look at between when Piggy Vest came and when today. The growth has been phenomenal. Um, look at eco, uh, companies like Flutterwave. Flutterwave just raised uh, how much the other day? Angela just raised something. You know, Angela just raised, I think, 200 million. 200 million. Yeah, our unicorns. You get, we, and we're still so young. We've done a lot. We're doing so great with the ecosystem. And to a large extent, you know, some of the reception that a company like Awaba gets on the global stage is because of some of the fantastic things that, you know, some people before us have been building. Mm. So you kind of get, get the fact, feel that everybody wants to jump in on you because they probably missed out on Piggyverse or they missed out on Flutterwave or they missed out on Paystack. And they're like, oh, we can't miss out on this one. And you think, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm You're happy the next for big you thing. To, you know, <laughs> I'm happy for you to feel that way about us. But I, I, I think as an ecosystem, we need to really appreciate what we've done so far. Mm -hmm. Yes, there will be challenges. It cannot be easy. We're building something off nothing, but we we need to really appreciate how much we've done and some of the fantastic uh, innovations that are across the board in the payment space. And the payment guys are not as loud as everybody else, but the payment guys are doing massive numbers. You know, I was with... um, uh, the CEO of uh, Team Apps like a few months ago and he showed me their transactions and I was scared. <laughs> I was like, whoa, as in, are you sure? As in, and he, he was like, this was the back end that he was showing me. It wasn't like a thing of, oh, this is numbers on a, mm. uh, uh, on a PowerPoint presentation. This was their back end and I saw the numbers and I'm like, whoa, like, yo, like you guys are doing massive numbers. And this, I'm talking trillions now. This is not like they did like 200 million or something. I'm talking trillions. And that is us. We did this. We did that. You know, that kind of thing. We did that. We're not GT Bank. We're not Zenit Bank. We did this in this small ecosystem. So I think we need to pat ourselves on the back. We're doing great numbers. Mm, that's good. Um, <clears throat> okay. So um, you're only based in Nigeria at the moment. Yes, but you plan to yeah. scale. So yeah. <laughs> is, is that another thing you can't talk about? <laughs> so like what I countries? Yeah, so I can talk about one. One, okay. So um, we are already looking at Ghana. Ghana. And the, Ghana, the Ghanaian conversation is pretty um, developed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the um, CEO of um, uh, People's Pension Trust um, is uh, a person that has been very supportive to Awaba. Uh, they are the Ghanaian version of Awaba. It's just that they are a lot older and a lot more uh, deep in, in, the, in the inclusion space. But we've been able to find a lot of lines of symmetry and uh, and um, appeal to both of us on different on both our markets. So the conversation we're having right now with them is 
they are Nigerians in Ghana. They are Ghanaians in Nigeria. Why don't we sell to the Ghanaians in Nigeria for you and you sell to the Nigerians in Ghana for us? Mm. While we both understand our industries and our both respective countries and see if it is still important for both of us to set up in Ghana and you set up in Nigeria. So um, Sakib is going to be in Nigeria, I think, next week. And I will be in Ghana the week after that. You know, basically just... Um, Sakib is coming to do a few other things, but I'm like dragging him into our office and just basically showing him our operations and everything. And I'm going there to see the operations. So there's 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 collaboration on the African continent from you know other players, but we want to see that as the starting point. Can we sell to those Nigerians in that country first of all, while we understand the regulatory framework in that particular country and see if it is even necessary for us to do that? But mm. be rest assured that we will take this to the rest of Africa and some parts of uh, the developed world also, because there are Nigerians in Europe who want to come back to Nigeria eventually. There are Nigerians in America who want to come back to Nigeria eventually and then get an access to um, a pension savings in Nigeria. Instead of giving money to Auntie Kola, uh, Uncle Kola to help you build a house in the village, this is the best possible <laughs> way to do it. You know, it, it is something that we've, been, we've, we've actually been looking at strongly. And a few people in the UK have contacted us, you know, hey, can I sign up? And we're like, let, let's talk to the regulator. We'll get back to you on that. You know, yeah, let us know. Let us sending, know. Yeah. yeah. We want to start sending money home. And it's, it's best for it to be in a structured, you know, uh, um, pensions funds rather than, mm. you know, you giving it to, like I said, Uncle Kola to build house for you. And then you come yeah. back and you're in your 50s. I realized Uncle Kola never did anything. You know, he was, he was balling in, in, in um, Obi Kubana's. Uh, 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 Mabla's barrier. You know, uh, yeah. He was the guy. Miss your was, money. Exactly. He was the guy that was doing this. So, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a pro, it's a way we're looking to do that. So, yes. Yeah. It's still very early days, I must be honest with you. What in our roadmap, we thought we'll be doing we're having this conversation. But because we've been able to get everybody's attention, it's something we're already talking about now. Mm. And it's exciting for us. So we we don't want to, you know, bite more than we can chew, but the conversations have already started happening and there's really nothing we can do about it. It's really exciting. I can't wait for you guys to come to like, you know, the UK space because I think I only know one other Nigerian player that is doing some, well, not obviously like Awaba, but like, you know, like an exchange of currency type of yeah. thing. It's Kishi, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the, Kishi. Other, the other companies are not Nigerian, you know, like yeah. Azimo and, you know, Western Union and the other ones. Transferwise so, until recently. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's nice for, like, you know, our own homegrown countries to, like, you know, do stuff like that. So, yeah. And, and the thing we, we want to make sure we do is to do it with proper regulation. And this is one of the things I think all fintechs in Nigeria should possibly, you know, just follow suit with. There is a way the regulator does things. I get that we are fintechs and we're supposed to disrupt the system. But they are laws. <laughs> they are yeah, laws. I think so. That's that's why we're getting all the bans and stuff, right? Um, they are laws. So, so it makes sense for us to go to CBN and say they are Nigerians in the UK 
that there are Nigerians in America who want to save into their pension funds. How do we do they that? They want to send, exactly, they want to send money home. They will be sending it with FX. Can we create a structured format where the money goes directly to Pencom? We don't mm. want to even have any say in the matter of how it is collected. We just want to let Nigerians in the US and the UK know that they can make payments to their pension funds. Yeah. Do you realistically think the CBN will say no? There's no reason why they should say and yeah, no. Yeah, because we can't even send Naira at the moment. We can only send dollars. You know, so the thing for the CBN is, oh, okay, let's create the framework and we'll give it to you and then you go and develop it. And we're like, fine. You know, mm. so the, the thing is, let them lead. Let, let the regulator create the framework and then you follow through. What I see mm. happening a lot of the times is that we create the technology and then expect the regulators to follow suit. To what, mm. you know, it, it's not going to happen. So go to the regulator and tell the regulator, we're thinking about this. Who do you think can do it? We don't want to do it. We just want to let people there know they can have access to it. Create the framework. Even if it is the guys that you're already working with for the ENARA that will make it happen, fine. We just want to let them know that, okay, you can go to this particular entity and pay and we mm. get the Naira here and we're fine. So those kind of things are the things that I believe that the fintechs across board should be thinking about. Regulation is not bad mm. if you go along with it and build with it and incorporate the building into your business. I have tried to get access to fintechs in the US, in the UK. I know what regulation is happening there. I know how difficult it is to get access if you are not resident in the UK or in the US. And you need to know the kind of things you need to do to make. So if it happens there and we are borrowing the innovation, a lot of innovation from there, why don't we want to follow with regulation here? It's just weird, but. That's, yeah. that's another angle. Like, that's a really good way to put it. Um, but yeah, I guess a lot of people are just thinking, yeah, we must change. But yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Thank you so much. So this is the end of this round. This has been a really, really great conversation. And I can't wait for everybody else to listen to it. So we're just going to go into a quick fire round now. So these questions are super quick. Um, you'll just respond to them in like one word or one sentence. Um, okay. Just going to ask you super quick, super fun questions. Well, fun. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, now. How, how do you see the African tech ecosystem in the next five to 10 years? One. Huge. One. Huge. Huge. Okay. Huge. Huge. Okay. Um, next question. What does innovation mean to you? Enabling, um, expanding scale, yes. Okay. Enabling, expanding scale. So I believe it's issues do what it was already doing, but it's doing it at a bigger, faster, bigger level. Yeah. Okay. Which is your favorite African country and why? Don't say Nigeria. South Africa. Why? <laughs> I love Cape Town. Cape Town is beautiful. Everybody loves Cape Town. Cape Town oh, yeah. is... Oh. Do you know what? I feel the same way. I went to Cape Town once and yeah, it was so beautiful. Yo, you, you, you think you're in... You're in um, uh, where's this uh, place you're... 
I can't remember the name. LA the or house. something. Yeah, and you, and you get to Cape Town and you kind of like... Hmm. This is Africa. Like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> South Africa is... Cape Town is so beautiful that even the sunset is like different. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, this place is... Is on another different vibe altogether. So yeah, yeah, Cape Town. Cape Town. yeah. Cape Town is so beautiful, scenic drives and everything. Um, Crazy. What is one unpopular opinion you have about the African tech ecosystem? A lot of us are not disrupting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You said fire around. And I said my mind. <laughs> if you could wave a magic wand and make one pet peeve of yours in Africa disappear, what would it be? Mm. People talking about what they don't know with so much gusto and so much confidence. vim. <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody could just be on Twitter and just do tread. Like, this is the reason why <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Tread. You have so much confidence. <laughs> I think one thing we have in Africa and Nigeria is that we are so confident, irrespective of what it is. We do it with so much. It's true. Know, it's true. Uncle. Yeah. I see some threads of people talking about how things work abroad. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like, yo, do you live in London? <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> You'll be like, uh-huh. Why are you like really this, confident uh, in this, your opinion? That is wrong. <laughs> but yeah, like, okay. And it, it's the way it happens regularly. As in, it's not like once in like 12 months. It's like every other hour. It's like somebody <laughs> says something with so much confidence. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> I love Twitter so much. But yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. The final question is, what is your dream for Africa? Integration. Mm. Integration. I'm, I'm so big on integration. Um, on the level that I still don't understand that I, I want to go to Kenya and I'm having to get a visa. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I should be able to walk across the border and just flash my, you know, passport and say, "Yo, yeah. it's me," you know. And and we have so much to benefit from one another that it's. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I I can't believe that still happens as well, especially since they are doing this AFCFTA stuff. I'm just like, how is it going to work? You know, we're we're so divided. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's, but yeah, it's completely weird. Wow, this was such a great and fun conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really, really good. And I wish you great success and awaba. <laughs> great awaba. success. Awaba. Thank you very much. <laughs> I yeah. love it. It's such a cool name. But yeah, before we go, can you just let people know how to find you on social media? Um, Tunji Andrews everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, okay, TikTok. I only have just one video there, but yeah. Sunji Andrews everywhere is Andrews with an S. So yeah, same name everywhere. 
That's cool. I think you all have potential to do some cool TikToks because your business is so cool. Yeah, we're going to but, do that. Um, we're, we're getting ready. It's, okay. It's, it's, I'm going to yeah, follow yeah. you and <laughs> Awaba on social media. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the like updates, all the cool stuff that's coming. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me today. And I will see you on the socials.